What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to Season 2, Episode 21 of Hit the Books. The regular season has concluded in the NFL, and the boys are ready for the playoffs. Wildcard weekend this weekend. The NHL and NBA are in full swing, and we got some news to share this week in both of those leagues. Beyond that, we can't forget about the MLB as we're right around as that's right around the corner with spring training starting soon. Second episode of the year and 2023 is treating us looking good with our plays coming out in the NBA, NHL, and college basketball each and every night. Stay tuned for those all over our social media accounts. This week, we also introduced a new addition to the podcast. More on that later. But we got some big news to start off the podcast. We announced a giveaway today on our Instagram, a jersey giveaway. Do a few things and possibly enter to win a jersey. We're very excited about this, and the boys will elaborate more on that. It's time. Let's jump into the action, starting with introducing my co-hosts, Huff, Ace, and Mackie. Mackie, let's start off with you this week. How's it going? Back into the swing of things. How's it going? Yeah, another week. Just uh, had a pretty bad week in the NFL this week. Uh, Last few weeks, I have ended up finishing only a a little over five units, I think. But um, sorry, I bounced back into playoffs. Playoffs is where we make our real money. Uh, Yeah, um, like you you said, we got got our first giveaway. It's a big step for us as a podcast. Now it's just trending in the right direction. And uh, yeah, it's big news from us. Uh, Other than that, not much going on. Huff, Ace, what you guys got going on? Yeah, Ace, let's ch- send it over to you. What's happening, my man? Uh, nothing too new happening over here. Uh, just enjoying my Boston Bruins continuing to be the best team in the National Hockey League. And uh, a bit disappointed with the Patriots' end to a weird season, to say the least. Um, definitely looking forward to the playoffs here. Uh, my, my favorite time of the year. I've been saying that for a while now. But this winter season really is full swing of hockey, basketball, and football. Now we get to see the best of the best, duke it out to see who can come back with that Lombardi. Um, yeah, like Mackie said, tough tough week on the books for all of us. I mean, I finished just under, uh, just a bit less than one unit negative for the week. Um, so nothing too crazy. I think I was joking with Huff. For, I was like, oh, it kind of sucks. We don't have any Monday night football. We can't bail ourselves out this week and end in the plus side. But um, yeah, so I guess that really means we got to hunker down on these remaining games that we have left and make sure we're hitting the right stuff. Ready to talk some football this week, though. It should be a good one. Yes, sir. I think we're all excited about the playoffs, but let's shoot over to Huff, last but not least. How's it going? Hope you're having a good week, buddy. Yeah, everything's been <laughs> all right here. Like Ace said it best. Uh, kind of a tough week in the NFL. Obviously, week 18, pretty a lot of unpredictables going into a lot of those games. And uh, some of the some of the meaningful ones, uh, more of the ones that I tended to lean on this week, but tough week. I think I went 2-2 two and two or 2-3. Two and three, I don't really remember, but uh, looking forward to the playoffs right now, so um, nothing but wild card picks. I've uh, been looking at that for a couple of days now, so um, I'm excited to get into the, the NFL playoffs that we've been talking about for the past couple of weeks, finally here, so um, definitely looking forward to that. Yes, the NFL playoffs are here, and we will get to that, but not without first heading into our other leagues, including the NHL, NBA, and MLB this week. Let's start off in the NHL. We have the All-Star Game rosters have been announced for all the divisions, and then the fall, the last three picks from each team will be decided by the fan vote announced on January 19th. Voting ends January 17th. Lots of good players on these lists. Uh, I don't know if I want to read through all of them, but you know some big names coming out of the Metro. Crosby, Giroux, Hughes, Ovechkin, uh, Shosturkin, Atlantic, Kucherov. 
Marner, Suzuki, uh, Omar, Central, you know, lots of good players coming out of all these different divisions. I don't need to go through all of them, I don't think. But anything on that, boys? All-Star game coming up here soon. Uh, definitely excited to watch that. Um, I think of the the current pro sports uh, All-Star type games, this might be one of the most competitive. I think their switch to three-on-three really helped that in the, the tournament style they have. And a great skills weekend, too. That's what I look forward to. Uh, just hoping Pasternak can get in that final vote. Definitely deserves it, but with the way Allmark's playing, I mean, that's that's tough. Where is the All-Star game this year? Uh, I think it's in Florida. It's in Florida. South Florida, I believe. Yeah. Also, like you said, it's definitely one of the more competitive All-Star games, but All-Star games are so washed out anymore nowadays. Like, I feel like it was something I was super into as a kid. And like last year, I tried to watch that All-Star game and, uh, it's like they have my attention with the three-on-three three and stuff, but it's like when the final score at the end, I know it's three-on-three, three, it's like 11-8 to eight in some of these games. It's like, I don't know, it's just tough, but I, I definitely tune in every year. It's Whether it's something I can sit down and watch for three hours like a normal NHL game, I don't know about that. I'm more of a skills competition day fan, and I think it's pretty cool when you can find the books that have the props for uh, those type of uh, competitions. Uh- but, like, even last year when it was in Vegas and, like, one of the skills competition was the saucer passing. They're launching passes Outdoors. in the middle of the fountain. I'm like, I'm like yeah, I'm like, can we – if I'm going to be betting yeah, on this, can was, we put this in an ice rink? That was That's a such a Vegas. That's what the Winter Classic's going to be like next year. Literally. Yeah, a lot of big names here getting their first appearance in the All-Star game. You know, Shesterkin out of New York, Olmark out of Boston – Thompson out of Vegas here, three goalies out of the four. Saros getting his second appearance here. So lots of big names getting a first uh, appearance here. Lots of good stuff to see. All right, Ace, I'm going to send it over to you. How we've been doing in the NHL lately here on the card and such? Uh, yeah, been, been very well on the card lately. Um, definitely be checking out our socials as we're posting plays almost daily for the NHL um, and the other leagues especially. But uh, besides checking out for that giveaway, definitely check for those NHL picks. The last few days on Monday, we ended up going one and one in the NHL, um, picking up uh, just over, just under a tenth of a unit there. But yesterday, really having a big day in the NHL, just missing on Yotes' uh, money line, hit on the Rangers. We hit an over in those two young offenses with Seattle and Buffalo. And um, the Stars really pulled through. I know Huff was on them heavy. Nice shootout win, two of them last night. Yeah, those those plays last night, I definitely would have liked the Yotes to bring that one home for me, but um, went went some. Would you miss lose, out, Would so. you miss out on like seven k twenty seven k twenty five twenty five hundred? Yeah. Ah, oh, jeez. Yotes money line was the last leg. At home underdogs too. That's your favorite. Yep. Couldn't do it yeah, for the, me. I texted Mackie five hundred. I texted Mackie going ones. into third. I'm like, it comes down to the Yotes at Mullet Arena, and we're like, we got this. Uh. I really thought they had it, too, nine seconds into the fucking third quarter, and they fucking gave up a goal. That was a real heartbreaker. I really didn't have much confidence after that one. They really had no spark in them. Um, they got the, when they got the sweep. two power plays, I was like, maybe if they score a power play goal, we can take this thing to overtime, but I didn't like their chances to win it. Yeah, it was just a they, – they, they weren't there last night. Mac, your Rangers that uh, made us sweat it out last night with the shootout win, they've been playing some good hockey lately, though. I think they're like yeah. 12, 2-2 in two and two their last 16. Yeah, they're winning some games. Shesterkin uh, gave a few bad goals last night. She honestly should have won that game in regulation. But, uh, you know, 
boys kept grinding. Boys looked really good last night. They were playing some really good offense, something we really haven't seen a ton of this year. So it's nice to see that side of the Rangers uh, once in a while and Bayless just lurking out. Yeah, they picked up their uh, their jump in the standings too. I think they're up to second place just behind the Carolina Hurricanes. So that was my preseason pick besides the Bruins to uh, make some noise in the NHL, and they've been really doing so. Kind of the devils falling off a bit. I know they won the other night. Um, I'm looking at the standings the right now. Devils are still two points ahead of the Rangers. Yeah, Devils um, still have the Rangers. They, they, have, a game, they have a game the in other hand day they on went third. The Rangers they both won last night. Yeah, that that loss to them in a in a shootout when they were up three one kind of blew that for them. But uh, overall, we're staying afloat. I think we'll end up above the Devils by the end of the season. We just gotta hang with Carolina. We're not really far behind Carolina either, so they're on a bit of a skid right now. We gotta take advantage. That just shows you. That just shows you how deep the East is. Like in this scenario, the Pink. Penguins and Islanders, 48 and 47 points. Both would be in a playoff spot in either division in the West. Yeah, the, I mean, the East is way, way more uh, the Capitals are than the West, you got, you got some teams pushing for those final seeds, too. The Capitals, the Panthers, the uh, Sabres. Saber, the, the two that have kind of screwed everyone's preseason uh, predictions up are definitely the Sabres. I mean, they're a young team. I don't think anyone predicted them to make the playoffs, and uh, when they had that hot start, I heard a lot of people be like, okay, they're going to fall off. They're going to fall off. It's like, no, this is a really good young team. That Yeah, like usual. And this is a pretty good young team. I like what they have going up there. And the other one's obviously the Devils, who's an even higher position or has an even better record with the amount of points, 55 points. But I don't know. I, I, I'm still not sold on this Devils team. Me either. Yeah. No they, chance, they, yeah. They, definitely hit a, um, they definitely hit a peak there on their way down. But, I mean, they're still I keep betting against them, and it seems like every time I bet against them, they'll be on, like, a game. They'll have lost their last game. I'm like, all right, they're in. Like, the game they were in uh, Carolina the other night. I took Carolina. Boom, fucking lost. I'm like, fuck. Same yeah, I liked those. them last night, though. I liked them last night. Carolina's sliding right now. Kocheco was playing really bad hockey, and they keep they, playing them. So. They need to rush Freddie Anderson back. He's so they close, do, they do at this point. Kuchekov is falling off fucking uh, he's falling off a mountain right now. And Ronta's not much better. Or has no. been lately, but no, but uh, yeah, out east definitely things tightening up, and we talk about the Bruins in that Atlantic Conference often, and then out west, um, I think the the Oilers are back into a playoff spot, just barely sitting a wild card. That was one of our preseason picks as well, and then. Someone that's surprising out there to me is the Los Angeles Kings um, and the Seattle Kraken, of course. I don't like Seattle's the Kings. In, Seattle's in they're, a three they're spot. They're second in the Pacific, I believe. Yeah, I know. I'm actually but... a fan of the Kings. I like that. They're a young team. They're, they definitely I feel like on... Mackie throws the Kings on, on the picks a lot. Dude, I love the Kings. I like that young team. And Phoenix Copley, their goalie's a He's playing well. He's playing some good hockey. You just got to ride the hot hand. That team all, all around is pretty good. I mean, they, they outplay some of the better teams in the league consistently, so... That's why I've been riding that team. Their lines, their lines still uh, a little. They, they don't get the respect that they deserve in, in Vegas yet. I don't think so. That's why I've been riding them a lot lately. Yeah, and well, the thing is, they're anchored by those two staples of their offense with Drew Doughty on the back end and Anze Kopitar up front. And you add a bunch of young talent around them. Um, I know they have names like Arvidsson, Deneau, uh, some few others, Kempe maybe. Kaliev. Um, I mean, dude, the young uh, talent have, over there. They have Ayafalo as well, maybe. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah they. Yeah. they, they they got a, a lot of young talent over there that uh, goes unnoticed. That's why I've been really riding that team this year. They're, they're doing well for me. Yeah, biggest they, they might be the biggest surprise out West. And then uh, I believe the Stars, the Knights, um, everybody else we kind of expected to be there is there. 
Seattle Kraken. Yeah, like good we've, teams. we've touched on them. We actually throw the Kraken on the card a lot, I feel. Uh, Matty Benier is on a five-game goal streak. He's really been carrying the load out there. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see how the rest of the season comes out west. Uh, no clear-cut big dog out there. Waiting for Colorado to hit hit its stride. They, I think they, they fucked me last night, too, against the Panthers. They started down low, and then did they tie it up late and then lose in overtime? I don't I wasn't they tied, even they, I don't think they lost in overtime, but they they tied it 4-4, and they were down 5-4 in, in regulation still. They were down 4-1 to one at one point, and I, I Yeah, they, they tied it up, tied, tied it 4-4, but I think they lost in regulation still. Yeah, I'm waiting for them to hit their stride with, with the Nate dog back. I mean, I don't know, so man. I don't. Th- they're not what they used to be. Yeah, but that West is so weak. Maybe the. I think the Wild might be uh, starting to turn the corner too. They're playing better <laughs> you hockey. Say, you say what they used to be like? You mean like six months ago? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, they yeah, won the I Stanley mean, Cup the last two years. I mean, but for the past few years, yeah, yeah, they've been they've been favorites to win the cup the last two three years at, at least two yeah, years. Yeah, I know. You're saying they shouldn't be the fa- the perennial favorite again to win. the well, Cup Well, I mean, last year Daryl Suter said it best. I mean, you're going into a series against against Colorado. It's a waste of eight days, and it was. It's yeah. not even close to the case this year. I mean, they're very beatable. Well, they lost so much in free agency they couldn't afford it. They lost like Kemper, Kadri. Kadri um, was a huge Burakovsky. loss. Man. Burakovsky. Well, Kemper's a big loss too. He's playing good hockey. I I, I think they upgraded in the, in the goaltending department. I don't think so. I'm not a fan I, of Jordan. I think a lot of I think a lot of people would say that too. A lot of, I've heard a lot of people say that actually. Um, the goaltending is Kem- definitely not the problem with them this year. They're just no, it's not goal scoring. It's goal scoring, and it's and I mean, other than Camel Carr, that team's just. The, the the back end isn't very good either. I mean, no. Well, I just think losing so much up front that kills you. Like the depth, especially a second line center that can uh, that can carry the load. Yeah, they definitely got some problems over there going on. So it'll be nice to see uh, what they do with this team for the rest of the season. Card sitting at a plus eleven point eight units. Let's too. go. Not to mention that that's huge. I mean that it's eating. It's eating. So definitely follow. Yes, please yeah. follow that. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter to check, get those each and every night. Lots of good stuff out of that. Let's push NBA, our NBA cards had a little bit of a slip the past couple of weeks, but or the past couple of days. But um, Monday, I think it was Monday, Ace, we went the two and zero. So looking, we got a couple of plays out tonight. I know Washington's getting ready to get going in about an hour or so. And then the other game is Celtics at seven as well, Ace. Uh, I believe it might be seven thirty. It's funny that we ran back the same exact parlay two week two like dude. I did. It was so apart. sick. It was so sick when I made the card. I didn't even have to change anything. I just changed yeah. the lines real quick. <laughs> How funny is that? Yeah. Alternate spreads coming out to about the same lines. You know that's crazy. You don't see that a lot, but it's a little like steeper today. But when they're yeah, both home, are, they can cover those numbers. I I like the Grizzlies with draw obviously and uh, high flying offense, especially against a weak team in the Spurs, and then. You know, the Celtics, Jason Tatum is going to win the MVP this year, so he's going to keep balling out. I think that card's sitting at just a below plus seven units on the year, though, so it's in a good spot. This is a big night tonight. We'll either get us to that double-digit range or put us back down to five, so need, need some hits. Nice little segment there for the NBA, but let's push ourselves over the MLB. First point I got here is that free agent Justin Turner to the Red Sox. Turner's deal is for one year and includes a player option for 2024. Some good news there for your uh, Boston Red Sox there, Ace. What do you got for us there? Yeah, pretty under-the-radar move, in my opinion. Um, they really needed to bolster, bolster their lineup after letting almost everybody go. So 
uh, add him with Devers, and uh, that'll, that'll be a nice piece, uh, championship pedigree. So we love to have that on the big stage, especially coming out of L.A. I think the bigger news for the Red Sox is uh, Trevor Story going to be missing most of the season with knee surgery, I believe. So definitely, definitely going to have to monitor the way the Red Sox handle things. I didn't see this Justin Turner move, but I like it. I mean, you guys got had to do something big uh, after getting rid of uh, Xander Bogart. So, you know, n- nice JD piece Martin. to add to this team. And JD, like, yeah. So, uh, yeah. I mean, you guys weren't really trending in the right direction anyway. You guys were kind of in the midst of a rebuild. You need to get rid of some of those players, clear up some uh, space, and now the team's going to start rolling again. You know Boston won't be bad for a while, so uh, give it a year or two, maybe even this year so. The thing I always say, which is weird and kind of true, the Red Sox usually, when they're supposed to be really good, they're not. In my lifetime, they suck, like last year. And then when they're supposed to be terrible, they're great and win the World Series, like in 2013. I was going to say, yeah. You know, so, even that team, even, even that team th- three years ago, was that four, Was it 2018? I thought it was 2019. Yeah. Could be wrong. Yeah, that team wasn't supposed to be that good, though, was it? No, that's what I'm saying. It's weird how... That's like, baseball, though. Expectations are another thing, you know? That's baseball, I feel like. A lot of under... like The team that's supposed to be good going into the year, I feel like, never really wins it. Yeah, so the Atlanta miss, Braves... The Red Sox that, go to, like, miss the playoffs. I think that the year they won the World Series last in 2018, the, the, the year previous, they, they came in second and last in the league or something like that, and they, they had the a top pick. Yeah, I feel like the Red Sox do that a good amount, actually. But that's just baseball in general. I feel like teams could be good in the snap of their fingers. Yeah, I think the, the bigger news Jesse's about to allude to in the MLB right now. Yeah, the Carlos Carrera story. He's now going back to the Twins, passing his physical there. Let's go over the whole you know timeline. December 13th, he signed a 13-year, $350, $350 million deal with the Giants. His introductory press conference was abruptly canceled amid reports concerned regarding his physical December 21st, an incredible pivot, saw him agree to a 12-year, $315 million contract with the Mets, again, pending a physical, but now he's sitting here back with the Twins, six-year deal here with him and the Twins. What do you guys think about that one? Pretty roller coaster of a story here for him sitting there Thank in you. Minnesota. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean... um, Obviously, mixed emotions about this. Uh, I, I'm actually kind of happy about it. There's just way too many uncertainties with this guy. Uh, I saw a clip of him sliding in the second base at the end of last year, and he, he's clear discomfort in his back. And, you know, a disc plate is never anything to, to fuck around with. So, um, going to offer the man $350 million. Better make sure he's 100%. So, uh, I like the way, I like, I like the fact that they pulled it. Obviously, a good player and a, and a it's something we're going to, someone we're going to miss not having in the roster. But, uh, you know, you can you can do something else with that with that money. See what see what else we can do. I'm not necessarily upset about it. Yeah, I mean the twins kind of luck out there. Uh, I don't know what price they end up getting at. Justin, did you say that again? I actually couldn't really six, find a solid number. Six years, two hundred fifteen million, I think. So they had a hundred and thirty-five million dollar discount. Yeah, but less years. Yeah, so. I mean, per per year, it's basically. Uh, oh, it's about the same. What, what was yeah, his I think it's a little. Mets, how long? Nine. It was no. It was, 12 i think um 12 oh, for like shit. 340 and now he's doing six for like if i'm not I wrong think i think it's like 215 so i think he's making way more per year now it's just That's uh, crazy yeah oh, i think it's right around 200 right i thought i saw like 33 million average hmm. i just I've, i was surprised i mean obviously I don't know the way he the way this whole situation happened. I was pretty surprised to see 
the Twins kind of give him that money and bring him back. But I don't know. The Twins, they have a pretty good team, and that's, that AL Central is kind of a weak division right now, or at least coming into this season. And I think they looked at it as, all right, let's just get our guy back locked up. They had him at, from the Astros for how many seasons? Uh, just keep him in Minnesota, obviously. I, I don't know. I, at first, I was kind of questioning why they brought him back, and then this is kind of how I talked myself back into it. That division is just um, on the downward slope, and I think they're looking at uh, got to pay someone because, I mean, they have players in Minnesota, but they don't really have that true like star that you're like, oh, yeah, the Twins are coming to town. I can't wait to go see, you know, player X, Y, and Z. It's I don't know. I just I think this was a good move for them, but it's from the Mets standpoint, Mackie, I kind of agree with you. Uh, I think this dude. I would. I. I would rather lean on the side that things aren't a hundred percent. If you're the Mets and just handing out that much money for that long, um, this is something that this could have been one of those contracts that come back and haunt the Mets uh, for you know ten years, five years down the road. Being a Mets fan, this is exactly the type of contract that would end up killing us in the end. But um, the stats behind it: Mets offered him twelve years, three hundred and fifteen million, and the Twins gave him six years and two hundred million. So he's making, I mean, average annual value, he's making way more with the Twins. Um, but the longer this thing just held out, the more it was setting up for it to just sit in the Twins' lap. I mean, they really had no other decision than to just sign this man for, to a, to a six-year contract and just get it over I with. Was actually, I was actually looking at the odds for the Twins to win their division. I think they're plus 450. Behind who? The Guardians? It's the only other team that's really competitive. I think they're both like plus the, the 400, 450. Terrible. The Guardians have great pitching. Guardians are a good team. I think they can be be pretty good this year, win the division again. I don't think the Twins are consistent. Twins are cons- consistent enough to, um, you know. Well, I the mean, White Sox Guardians, are supposed to be good, dude. The White I mean, Sox are White unloading Sox are everything. Be, they're supposed to be good every year. I mean, they have that owner yeah. who like, wants he wants to see a championship before he dies, and I think he's like ninety eight years old, so he's just mm-hmm. going all in. But I mean, they're they're just not every they year. Just they just traded a Brave, didn't they? Just get yeah, rid of they, a Brave. No, didn't yeah, they just make cute. a big signing too? Dang, did I could see something? Wrong. I don't know. I swear I saw Abreu left. I think he's an Astro. Jose Abreu? Jose Abreu is gone, yeah, but I think they signed somebody. I could be yeah, wrong. Yeah, Jose Abreu's an Astro. I like him a lot. That's why I like him. They still have Tim Anderson. Yeah, he's good. And they have the pitching. Giolito? Yeah, I like Giolito, too. They have a nice... Have I, I went to... Yeah, when I went... I kind of like the White Sox. They were the, first, they were the first away MLB park I went to. So, that was kind of a... Was kind of a sweet. I saw them. You play. went to the Nada south side. Yeah, I did. It was pretty sick, actually. The entire the entire time I was walking around Chicago, everyone was asking me if the Cubs played tonight because I was wearing I'm wearing a white I was wearing a White Sox hat. I bought it that morning because we were going to the game, and I'm like, no, is that all these people care about is the Cubs? It's actually crazy. Nobody gives a fuck about the Astros. I mean, about the White Sox, bro. Nobody goes to that side of town. It's crazy. Everyone's Cubs fans. <laughs> Especially, especially. It's now, like Yankees and Mets. Nobody's really a Mets fan. The Cubs are going to win our, the NL Central this year. Mac, you just no call way. yourself nobody. I called uh, Mets fans kind of irrelevant in New York. Yeah, which um, I mean, I'm speaking facts and just. Nice stuff. You, know, you, you don't think the Cubs could win the NL Central this year, Mac? No, I think the Cardinals are going to be dogs this year, and the Brewers always hold their own. I just. Uh, Cubs, Cubs could be good. They could be a wild card team. But the Cardinals are good, dude. Cardinals are so good. Cardinals are always good. I know. I like the Cardinals. I literally like like every team in our division, but which doesn't. <laughs> you just sense. can't like them. I mean, it's yeah. not like you guys are competitive, so you can. Yeah. 
Alrighty, and I got one more point here out of the MLB. For the 2023 opening day, the Detroit Tigers have decided to adjust their outfield dimensions. The center field wall will be adjusted to 412 feet. Additionally, the height of the outfield wall in multiple key areas will be lowered. Most notably, above the out-of-town scoreboard will be lowered from 13 feet to 7 feet. And as well as the foundation of the entire outfield wall will be reconstructed with material and padding that enhances player safety. I saw this and I just found it kind of interesting that they're totally adjust, adjusting their field. I feel like you don't hear this too often. Anything on this? Hey, you know who else should do this? I think uh, <laughs> fucking Yankees over in right field. Why? Maybe they should, get, maybe they should extend the 318-foot wall. Where <laughs> they should Aaron stop Judge, cheating? John Carlos Stanton and, and Aaron Judge can't hit line drives out of the park. <laughs> It's so iconic, but yeah, I agree. That'd be nice. I mean, then no, guys, yeah. I'm, I'm, what's next? I'm not, ask, the, ask the Red Sox to change Fenway and the Green Monster. Come on. No, or that's just not build an a new stadium. More of a disadvantage. What was I gonna say? Um, I remember one of my favorite sports memories. Actually, I was at a Yankees game and they were playing the Mariners for some reason with Ichiro in right field, and I think it was Alex Rodriguez hit a home run the right field, and everybody was going nuts. But Ichiro jumped the wall and robbed it. That was nuts on the short porch. That's dope. Fuck A Rod. Nah, I'm a big A Rod fan, actually, but. Actually, yeah, me too. Are you kidding me? That's one of my favorite players of all time. Just hate that he went to the Yankees when when he made his big choice for moving from Texas. But Him and Jeter, man. Story. Oh, yeah. But now each of us is a great Christmas Eve <laughs> play. Saw him play on the Marlins, too, and when he was chasing that hit record, I, I went to like three games and when I was down there, and he didn't get it in any game, but we had the <laughs> <laughs> he got on the road, I think, in Milwaukee, if I'm not mistaken. What a pointless place to hit it. Down that slide. Good couple points there out of the MLB. Let's shift our focus over to the NFL. We got some news out of the NFL. Some possible uh, Aaron Rodgers retirement, you know, predictions coming up here. Some news out. After Sunday's season-ending loss to the Lions, the veteran quarterback did something that had uh, people speculating about his future. The cameraman caught Lions. Jameson Williams asked Rodgers for his jersey after the game, to which the quarterback replied, I'm going to hold on to this one. See what happens here with Rodgers coming into the offseason for himself. What do you guys think about this stuff? Yeah, I mean, obviously he's, he's thinking about it. But I don't think this necessarily means that he's going to retire. I think it just means it's on the back of his mind, which obviously it is after a season like that and the age that he's sitting at and what he's done in, this, in his career in this league. But um, I don't think this really says anything in the grand scheme of things of whether he's going to retire or not. I just think, uh, I don't know, it, it, it could possibly be his last game, so he wanted to hold on to it. I don't know what you guys think about this. I don't know. Part of me thinks this is Rodgers just being an asshole and James hey, Williams uh, is a rookie. It also could just be him being an asshole and making people think and stuff. That's a great point, Huff. I didn't think about him big leaguing the rookie like that. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a total big league move. He's like, no, no, no. You're some rookie that just kicked me out of the playoffs. You're not getting this one. Maybe if the Packers won, he would have gave that one up. He's he's probably just a bit salty about uh, the way the season went. Like you've heard, yeah. Tom, you've heard Tom Brady in that moment. He's like, I'm not going to lie. I'm a sore well, loser. I don't Rogers like fucking losing. A million times. He doesn't like playing football, I don't think. Definitely doesn't like losing in football. Yeah, but I think I, I I started thinking about it that way. I'm like, I think this was kind of like a big league move. He's like, no, fuck you, rookie. You just kicked me out of the playoffs. 
you think I'm some legend, you should have fucking let me win. <laughs> He's just going to go host some Celebrity Jeopardy and go on the Joe Rogan experience, and then he'll be ready to play some football. Because I think Rod- I thought Rodgers maybe took it as like, oh, yeah, he wants my fucking jersey to hang in his basement. Oh, this is the game we kicked Aaron Rodgers, knocked it, or eliminated, eliminated Aaron yeah. Rodgers from the playoffs. I just think he's way too competitive to end his career on a miss miss playoff opportunity. I don't know. It's pretty embarrassing. I'm just so glad yeah. he doesn't have two Super Bowls. Not yet. He missed that chance when he went back there. We'll see here what happens with Aaron Rodgers coming into the offseason. Like I said... But we got some head coach firings. Black Monday came and went. We saw a few coaches take one for the team and get the boot. Uh, Cliff Kings fired as the Arizona Cardinals head coach. Lovey Smith for the Texans. You know, Nathaniel Hackett here right after Christmas for the Broncos. What do we think about these teams letting these uh, coaches go here, notably at the same time every year? What do you think? I swear. As expected. Go ahead. As expected my opinion but let me hear what you guys have to say my favorite one was lovey smith winning the last game of the season to fuck over the texans number one overall pick and then they fired him he knew he was fired anyway so he was like fuck this i'm taking this number one pick away from you guys fuck y'all i i genuinely think he would have kept his job if he lost that football game because you know you don't as an organization dude you don't want to fire a head coach two years in a row at the end of the season and they fired a head coach last season this is his first year it's a bad look on the texans so i literally think that he won that game, and they were like, fuck you. You just lost us number one pick. We got to get rid of you now. That's hilarious, though. Like, he went balls to the wall. Did you see how they... Do you see the missed interception on fourth and 21 that they scored a touchdown on? <laughs> like, you can't you can't make that shit up. Their, the, their front office had to be kicking themselves at watching that football game. Yeah. We're like, we lose fucking how many games this year, and the one we want to lose, we win. Everything right has to happen, and you still win. They can't. They can't win. I said the Texans will do everything they can to lose that game, and I absolutely was wrong. They did everything they could to win that. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Alrighty, and the playoff bracket has been revealed. Lots of good stuff coming into the playoffs here. Wild card weekend this weekend. But first, we want to tell you about a little new addition to the podcast. BetUS has joined us, and they have tons of exciting things to offer. Not only are they premier sportsbook here in the United States, offering odds on each and every game you're looking to bet on, but they offer casino games with live dealers and more. Now we talk a lot about sports here on Hit the Books, but with BetUS and Hit the Books, you can get a 125% deposit match upon signing up through our link, even more if you use crypto. With BetUS, you can place all the plays along... Jesus. With BetUS, you can place all the plays you want along with the view stats, records, trends about each game, injury reports, and more. Join BetUS today and be sure to use our link in the description of the episode or in our social media accounts to join today. Very excited about that acquisition here moving forward with BetUS. Lots of good stuff to come from that. All right, let's jump into the wildcard weekend Also, before we get into the wildcard weekend, don't forget about our giveaway on Instagram. Our first ever giveaway, 
giving away an official NFL jersey. All you got to do is do a couple things here on Instagram. Like and tag three friends in the post. Give us a follow and tell us which Moneyline underdog that you think is going to hit this weekend. You know, Jacksonville, Tampa, Giants, Baltimore, Seattle, and the Dolphins. Lots to go over this week. And I think it's time to jump into our games this week here in Wildcard Weekend. I got some trends to get us going. Since 2013, unders are 51-42-1 in playoff games, hitting it just over 54%. Since 2017, underdogs are 36-23 against the spread in playoff games, hitting an even 61%. Since 2013, underdogs are 23-15-2 against the spread in wildcard games, hitting just over 60%, including 16-8 against the spread since 2017. With that, favorites were 5-1 and one against the spread last season in the wildcard games. And since 2012, unders are 30-14 in wildcard games, hitting there at 68%, including 6-8 and eight since 2017. Some trends to get us going there for the wildcard weekend. But let's jump into this first game here on Saturday at 4.30 p.m., the Seattle Seahawks at the San Francisco 49ers. In this matchup, we have the 49ers favored at 9.5 points. Their money line sitting at minus 500. And the over-under sitting at 42.5. For the second time in two weeks, Seattle is a double-digit underdog. It hasn't happened since 2011 before this. Seattle is 1-7 against the spread in their last eight games. The 49ers have won 10 games straight up. And they are 16-6 and six against the spread in their last 22. Huff, you want to get us going on this one this Saturday midday game, 4.30 p.m.? Yeah, I'll get us going here. Um, obviously, I look at this schedule and I think back in the, the glory days of the Seattle Seahawks about 10 years ago with the, the Legion of Boom going up against Michael Crabtree and uh, the likes of those 49ers teams. And we're going to get a very look, uh, different look at these two divisions here, or these two teams in this division on uh, the wild card round, obviously Seattle coming in as the seventh seed, going to San Francisco as the two seed. Uh, Brock Purdy still hasn't lost the game as a starter. Um, the Niners have everything going for them. That's why they have a nine and a half point spread here in this spot. Uh, the defense has done everything to deserve that. I think Seattle keeps it close here. I really think that when this line goes to 10, if it can get up to 10, I really like Seattle. Um, I think they're able to maybe put points on the board early, uh, hang around in the game. I do think the 49ers win the game, but too many people are kind of counting out this. Uh, I know it's kind of a Cinderella story of the Seattle Seahawks, and this run has been obviously very unpredictable. And I don't think they win the game, but I really think 10 points in a divisional game, let alone a playoff game, is a lot. And um, I really think the Seahawks are able to keep things close. Yeah, Huff, I'm actually, I have the same thought process as you in this one. Uh, it, it's a divisional playoff game, so uh, you can't really count, count any team out, but. I the, the Niners are my are are my uh team to come out of the NFC this year. I really think the Niners uh are legit and this defense can carry them to a Super Bowl this year like they've done like they've done before and they've carried them to a NFC Championship game last year. Um they just do enough every year and it'll be enough this year even with Brock Purdy at quarterback. Not taking anything away from Brock Purdy, but he's playing in his first playoff game so you don't know what you're going to see. But um you know, Geno Smith has done enough all year to get he's gotten to this spot. Um, but I don't. I think this is where it ends. I think they do lose this game. I just think that that it'll be close enough to um to where ten points might be a little too much. So I do lean lean um Seattle spread here, but I think the Niners will advance. 
Yeah, Mac, you said you have them coming out of the NFC for you. I'd like to go a step further and announce this as my uh, Super Bowl pick for this year. I do like the San Francisco 49ers. I know they have Mr. Irrelevant leading the charge, and the playoffs are a whole new beast, but I think this team front to back and their coaching staff and what their front office has done is ready for a Super Bowl. Best roster, in my opinion, top to bottom. They have all of their skilled players back, and... um. Yeah, they're due. This team's battled, battle-proven. They've been to the Super Bowl before. They've been to the NFC Championship. A lot of guys on that defense. And they brought in the big names on offense. I mean, they have Christian McCaffrey. That's going to be my play of the week is him to get in the end zone in what? Is this his first career playoff game or maybe his second, if that? Um, so I'm excited to see how he will fare in that one. He's been on a scoring streak. I think he's had like four or five weeks in a row. So Do they have Debo back yet? Yeah, Debo played last week too, okay. and he looked fine. So he's at 100%. George Kittle's been on fire. Um, Christian McCaffrey's been on fire in that defense. We know what that defense has. So nine and a half points. You guys are right. It's going to be a tight one. I think Geno Smith can put points on the board. Not a lot, but enough to keep it tight against San Francisco. Who's going to play it close to the vest and win this one? Um, I, I I take the 49ers to advance for sure, and McCaffrey get in the end zone. But further than that, I'm not too sure on what I'm looking at for this one. All right, boys, good stuff there in that 4.30 matchup here on Saturday. Let's jump into our 8 p.m. game on Saturday, the Los Angeles Chargers at the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Chargers come in as our favorite here at minus 2.5 points. Their money line sitting at minus 126, and the over-under sitting at 47.5. The trends I got for this matchup are that the Jaguars are 2-10 and 10 against the spread in their last 12 games against the Chargers. The Chargers are 7-2 against the spread in their last nine games on the road. The Chargers have covered five in a row at Jacksonville. Lots of good stuff looking towards the Chargers here in Jacksonville. What do we think is going to happen? Chargers getting two and a half points. Mackie, let's shoot it over to you. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm on the I'm on the Jags here. I really like the Jags in this situation. Uh, I like them as a home team. I think Doug Peterson's a better coach. Uh, it's two, two two coaches or not two coaches. So we first, but it's uh, Doug Peterson and the Jags' first uh, playoff appearance against Brandon Staley, who's maybe played in one playoff game. I don't even know if he has. I don't. He has. But yeah, so I, I like the experience here in Doug Peterson. He's seen it. He's uh, seen a Super Bowl already. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is rolling right now. Five straight wins. They want to. They want a winner go home game last week against Tennessee. Uh, a little closer than we expected, but. You know, uh, at the end of the day, they got the job done, and I really liked them on their home field this this year. Uh, Justin Herbert and this team is just underachieving this year, and I don't think they go very far in this playoffs. I know a lot of people are saying this team reminds them of uh, Joe Burrow and the Bengals last year, but I just don't see it. I, I don't think they got it. Um, I think they're gonna find a way to lose this game, like like they've done in the past few years. Um, same Chargers team, in my opinion. Yeah, I think this is going to be a hotly contested game. Two high-flying offenses and some underwhelming defenses. Oh, but they have some some skill on that defensive side of the ball, though. So look for some big plays. But a lot of air yards, I'm guessing. Um, I know that's two inexperienced teams, so I'm guessing the coaches will try and get that run game going at first, in which case the Chargers are favored and that wagon of Austin Eckler can get into the end zone. But, um, yeah, I like a shootout here. I like a lot of points. I'm going to like the over here of 47.5. Just crazy to say in a playoff game, but uh, I think I'm on the same side of Mackey for the same exact reasons with Doug Peterson at the helm. I like the Jaguars to come out on top at home and get into a nice little shootout with uh, Patrick Mahomes in the following week. So, um, 
yeah, I'm going with the Jags here. I think it will be a great game to watch. This is going to be a fun one. I think it's going to be back and forth all game long. But the home, t- home team is going to get done. Trevor Lawrence, proven winner. Um, great guy to close out the field for this year's playoffs, too. I mean, that AFC has a strong quarterback grouping. Um, Huff, are you on the same side as us with that uh, Jaguars money line pick? I want to be, but I'm not. I actually like this char- the Chargers in this spot. I think a lot of people are overlooking them right now. And uh, the Jaguars in this situation, they've kind of been a hot team coming into the playoffs, a team that a lot of people have their eyes on for the spot that they're in in the playoffs. They get the home playoff game. I think there's a lot of pressure on them, uh, not necessarily to win this specific game, but moving forward, I think this is a really big game for what that team has going on in Jacksonville with uh, Doug Peterson that you guys are saying. He has the experience that he's been there before and done that, obviously won the Super Bowl in Philadelphia. Um, I just think Justin Herbert's going to be the better quarterback in this game, and I think he's really going to show why he was drafted in the first round. I know Trevor Lawrence was the number one overall pick, but I think Herbert is going to show the ability that, you know, why he's compared to some of these other really young stars. And uh, Lawrence just kind of got in that conversation this year with his play over the past couple of weeks. But I like Herbert. I like Eckler here. I think the Chargers come into Jacksonville and get the job done. Um, I th- I saw one and a half point spread or one. I uh, just like the Chargers money line. I think I saw minus 125. Um, but I am on the Chargers. I do have that Chargers Super Bowl ticket. So I am going to ride the Chargers here. Um, uh, there's a lot of I, talent on that team. Yeah, and they're getting their guys back. I really like what they're doing here. And the thing I keep coming back to is that Jacksonville uh, kind of obliterated the Chargers in earlier on in the season whenever they were very injured and had a lot less players. So I look for the Chargers to come to Jacksonville and give them a run for their money and see if they can uh, bounce back off that regular season loss that happened in so far. Two things I'd like to say, though, about this game before we move on. Um, did you guys see last week the Chargers, they, they, they rolled their starters out there all game in a meaningless contest and uh Keenan Allen ended with like 120 plus and two touchdowns yeah uh, the I saw Mike Williams got a little bit of a little bit banged up last week too so I uh, want we'll to see what happens with him but they've gotten the job done with a uh, number of receivers all year I kept outing uh, Josh Palmer and Guyton yeah Carter they just have guys that they keep throwing in and when when if they got a if, guy like god you you got no you're right with that for sure didn't mean to cut you off but one one interesting thing that I think we could talk about is uh if they do go on to win this game I I personally lean for the favorites in the other matchups so they'd be the only wild card that could get through I think they have the best chance obviously being the top wild card that makes sense but um if they do and that does become the case then they would be playing their divisional opponent who they see twice a year and had tight games with and we all get that matchup Herbert's a primetime quarterback we all know that like People want to see these studs go head to head. Like if you can get Mahomes, Herbert, and Borrow Allen, I mean that would be something to see. I really like the Chargers' path that they have. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I, tough, I, tough I, one though. Tough one on the road. Always tough on the road. It is. It is. But what I was gonna say, like back to what I was saying about those receivers, it all comes back to who's throwing the ball. When I mean, you got a guy like number ten back there who can. Sling it. I know we haven't seen it in a playoff game, but that's with a lot of these other guys. We haven't seen it with Purdy or Geno Smith. So a lot of new guys in these playoffs this year. So um, we're going to have to see what Herbert can do. I think it's going to be a great matchup there Saturday at 8 p.m. We'll see what happens there. Let's move forward to Sunday. The 1 o'clock matchup this week is the Miami Dolphins at the Buffalo Bills. The Bills are the heavy favorite here at 13.5 points. Their money line sitting at minus 800 in the over-under sitting at 43.5. The trends I got here are that the Bills are 10-1 straight up in their last 11 at home against Miami. 
The Dolphins are 12-4-1 against the spread in their last 17. And the Bills are 16-3 straight up in their last 19 divisional games. Let's send it over to Ace for our first Sunday game. Dolphins and Bills. What do you think, Ace? Uh, I think this is this is going to be a great game. Um, I'm very excited to watch it. Two AFC East uh, opponents going at it, so they know each other quite well. I think they split the season series. And, um, yeah, I mean, the Dolphins did all they could to get to this spot. All year long, they were one of the better teams. We were all pretty high on them. Thought they had a good offense. And uh, with the injury problems they've gone through at quarterback, it's kind of put a deterrent on that. But, uh, yeah, they gave it all they could. Didn't even score a touchdown last week and clinched the playoffs, winning 9-6, to knocking out Huff, Steelers, and my Patriots. But, um, I mean, I think they gave it their all just to get here last week. We saw Tyreek Hill banged up. He's their best playmaker. They have no Teddy B or Tua. Well, Teddy B's on the fence. I know Tua's been ruled out. But if they can get Teddy, that's a huge lift. But if not, Skylar Thompson's going to have a tough day against a Buffalo defense in Buffalo. Um, I think the Bills are just flying high and doing everything right, and they're they're on a path to success. They were everybody's preseason pick. 13's a ton for a playoff game, though, especially divisional opponents. Um, if anything, I, I'd like to see. Uh, I'd like to see this game stay a little bit closer than that, and I think it will. I mean, I, I don't have a lean yet on this. What, what are you guys thinking here? I, I'm definitely leaning on the Bills here. I don't like 11 and a half point spread, and obviously, it just keeps getting steeper and steeper. Um, but I, I just don't see the Bills losing this game with Skylar Thompson under center for the Dolphins. And like you said, I know Bridgewater's questionable, but uh, assuming Skylar Thompson's there, I, I like the Bills in this spot. I think Josh Allen has this has a way with them. And I know their defense has kind of given him troubles, but I think the, the Bills are playing for something bigger with obviously the news with DeMar, and he's now back up in Buffalo. I think uh, when they show a video of him up on the billboard in uh, Buffalo, that stadium's going to be rocking. And uh, – I could see 7-14-0 Bills very quick in that game. A little Naeem Hines action? Yeah, maybe again. That was crazy. Literally yeah, first I, play since that game got canceled. Yeah, two, yeah, two almost, of them in that game. Almost almost like it was scripted. Yeah, if it was three, <laughs> but, uh, we would have been saying that. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I mean, dude, this Bills team is just too good right now. They're proving week after week. They're covering high spreads, covering an 8.5-point spread last week. Uh, covered a 10-point spread the week before, I think. Um, this team's just playing incredible football, and they have a lot to play for even even, uh, even more now after, uh, obviously, what happened with DeMar Hamlin. And um, I just think this Miami team is not good. I mean, they were good to start the season. They had things going, and you have all these quarterback implications. And now you have Skylar Thompson starting a playoff game. Um, I think we were definitely better off seeing either the Pats or the Steelers in this situation or in this game. Um, That's what I I'd said. See. I was so pissed about that. I was like, even if the Steelers didn't make it, I'd at least rather see the Patriots because I think they put up a better fight than this Dolphins team. The worst team out of the three definitely got in this situation, and uh, I just I'll be very surprised if this game is within fourteen points. I I think the Bills definitely cover the spread. Um, Miami played like shit last week, scored six points, and won a football game. Um, I think it was six points, something like that. Um, Five points actually. With that crazy. That crazy two-point uh, safety to kill the spread. Jesse had him plus 3.5. That was killing oh, That was ridiculous, yeah. Yeah, but the offense scored six points. Um, it's just ridiculous. I don't um, I don't see this team doing anything this week. I think the Bills will slaughter them. I don't care. It's a divisional matchup. I think the Dolphins are bad now that, now that they uh, have scoured Thompson under, cent- under center. Yes, can Skylar Thompson do it for the Dolphins this week? We will see come Sunday, 1 o'clock. Next matchup is the New York Giants at the Minnesota Vikings here Sunday, 4.30 p.m. 
The Vikings are the favorite here at minus three. Their money line sitting at minus 164 and the over-under sitting at 48 and a half. The trends I got for this one are that the Giants are 11 and three against the spread in their last 14 games. The Vikings are 15 and 0 straight up in their last 15 games as the favorite. The Giants are 7 and 1 against the spread in their last eight games on the road, 28 and 12 against the spread in their past 40 on the road. But the Giants have lost five in a row at Minnesota. Mackie, let's uh, or sorry, uh, Huff, let's send it over to you for this one. The Giants and the Vikings at 4.30 on Sunday. Yeah, obviously we've seen this matchup earlier on in this season when the Giants went up there and gave the Vikings a pretty good run for their money, and they won on a pretty crazy last-second field goal off the foot of uh, Greg Joseph. And with the Vikings' ability to win these one-score games all year is going to be uh, put to test in these playoff matchups. And I think that's why you see this three-point spread, even three. Uh, a lot of people were saying it should be bigger, it should be four, it should be five. Uh, the Vikings are just winning every game by a field goal. With Even like you look at this line, you think it should be that. Um, the fact that the Giants are getting three points, I don't know. It kind of tells me that Vegas obviously likes Minnesota to win this game, but I don't know. I wish I could have the hook. I might buy the hook, but I like the Giants plus the three and a half points, three points, however you want to take it. Um, I think they're able to maybe bounce back off of the, the kind of tough breaks they got in the end of that game where they kind of let Kirk Cousins come back and with the big shots late in the game. Um, I like the Giants. I like what Dable's been doing. I think this is another one of those kind of Cinderella stories that are going to kind of live to see another week. Whether they whether I push on this when they lose by a field goal, I think that's why I'd buy the half point. But um, I, I'm going to take the Giants with the points. Yeah, it's, you guys have been high on the Giants all year. But uh, I think it's crazy. I know that the the this is the weakest uh, two-seed or three-seed, three I should say, um, of of the last few years, I mean, the Minnesota Vikings are pretty fraudulent. We've looked at the statistics that say, like, they've won so many one-score games, and if they didn't, they'd be a, a, a top pick in this year's NFL draft. But I, I think they get the job done at home this week. That, that offense is too good. They can put up way too many points. Um, I think Justin Jefferson has a day in his first career, or first career playoff game. Yeah, his first career playoff game. And I think Dalvin Cook, they're going to lean on him. It's going to be Cook versus Barkley. But then when you look outside of that, the Vikings have a lot more to offer on offense. Kirk has been here before. Um, I, I do like them, and they're, they're lucky enough it's Sunday at 4.30, so it's not a primetime game for the Minnesota Vikings. I think they, that's better than any seeding is their time slot of the week. So I think Kirk Cousins actually has a good game, and we'll see Justin Jefferson gritting around. You know you'll see a Justin Jefferson touchdown on my card. But I like the minus three as well this week. Uh, Mackie, where are you thinking? You going with the Giants or the Vikes? Yeah, I'm actually going to go with the Giants here. I really like this Giants team. I think they're uh, playing some pretty good football as of late. Um, I know they're not really getting the wins against the better teams. They have a loss against the Eagles, and they lost that Vikings game, obviously. But they're you know, they're hanging in with the better teams. And uh, the wins that they are getting, they're, they're commanding wins, and they're m- much-needed wins. Um, I just like Daniel Jones' play this year. And obviously, Saquon Barkley, no complaints on him. I just think, uh, you know, they've already seen this team. It's very hard to beat a team twice in the same year, especially when they're not divisional opponents, so you're not used to it. Uh, I, I, I really like the Giants to get it done here. We, this Giants team, we've seen a team like this before, and they went on to win a Super Bowl. And I don't, I'm don't i not saying that the Giants are going to win it, win the Super Bowl this year, but I think they're definitely competitors, and they, they can get a few wins in, the, in uh, this pretty weak NFC conference this year. I think uh, they have a really good chance to make it, to win a few games, and I think that this is one where the, they definitely are on the right end this year. Uh, Greg, Joseph, Greg Joseph isn't hitting a 61-yarder to win this one.
Good stuff there, boys, out of that 4.30 matchup. Let's move forward to the primetime game on Sunday, the Baltimore Ravens at the Cincinnati Bengals. We got the Bengals as the favorite here at 8.5 points, their money line sitting at minus 390, and the over-under sitting at 40.5. The trends I got here, the Bengals are 20-4 against the spread in their last 24 games, 17-4 against the spread in their last 21 conference games, and the Ravens are 18-4-1 against the spread in their last 23 games as the underdog. It's a pretty good uh, trend there for the Ravens, 18-4-1 against the spread in their last 23 games as the underdog. What do we think they can do this week? Mackie, you want to start us off here? Ravens and Bengals. Ace, let's send it over to you. What do you think is going to happen in this week, this one? Yeah, I think this is going to be another great contest. What's nice is we see another divisional matchup in the first round of the playoffs, and we get to see it on Sunday Night Football nonetheless. I know those Bengals are hungry, and Joe Burrow's walking around with all that swag, but I really think Lamar Jackson is going to be healed up and ready to go, and he's going to rejuvenate that whole offense. I like them getting nine points this week. I don't know if I'm gutsy enough to take a money line, as I think they're one of the best teams when Lamar plays. He's just an X-factor like that, but I do like them getting nine points here. That's two possessions in a divisional game. Um, in the prime time and the way that the Ravens play football every game is a one score game it seems like and Justin Tucker with the leg of his you know they'll be getting points on the board at least every drive and Roquan Smith has been an unsung hero really I mean he just got the bag he got what five years 100 mil Um, he's really going to be carrying the load on that defense I think it's going to be tougher sledding for Joe Barr than he really thinks even though his windows his whole career I agree with that statement but I think nine points to the Ravens this week is way too much and uh, definitely give that to me and who knows, maybe I'll, I'll send a half a unit on the on the Ravens' money line this week. I, I do think Baltimore gives them a run for their money here. I'm, I'm right on the same side. I like the Ravens with the points here. I think same for same reasons I've said, I like the usually whenever you have a divisional matchup in the playoffs, I like to take the underdog as they keep things close. Um, I usually say that for most divisional games, just take the points. I could see the Ravens kind of upset them here, but I think they'll keep it close with the 8.5 points. I like them to lose this game by maybe 4, 3, 4. Um, I don't know. A lot of people got their eyes on the Bengals right now and uh, a home playoff game. You got a lot of pressure coming up against maybe Tyler Huntley, maybe Lamar Jackson. You don't really know what's coming out of Baltimore. So I don't know. I like I like the Ravens with the points here. I think you might see an interesting AFC North matchup here. Yeah, I def I, I'm definitely on the same side as you guys. Uh, I think this is definitely going to be a really good game, but um, I don't know. I, I, I like the Bengals to definitely advance. I think Joe Burrow is someone who um, is elite, and he has that that extra um, that dog in him. Bone in he's got yeah, he's got that dog in him, and uh, he wins games like these where he's supposed to win, especially in the playoffs. Um, even if Lamar plays, I think it'll be closer. Even without him, I think it'll still be a close game. I mean, these teams played last week, and and uh, Bengals won by eleven points. So you know, you got the playoff atmosphere, and you got the uh, prime time the primetime uh, aspect of it. So I think it'll definitely be within 10 points, within eight, uh, nine, what is that, eight and a half? Within eight and a half points. Um, but I do think the Bengals will advance. Another great matchup here with two young phenoms at quarterback, Lamar Jackson and Joe Barrow. So I'm Lamar is, this. I, dude, signs are, signs are pointing towards him not playing. So hmm, I, I bet you he gets it out. I'm hoping he does. We'll see. If not, it's it's got to be Tyler Huntley. Let's see. Let's see the latest thing. He wasn't practicing Wednesday. An uphill battle to play in Sunday's game. They don't think Lamar's playing. 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's not, to be honest. Let me read Tyler Huntley's real quick. AFC North football, take the points. Yeah, just the way that defense is playing, and even without him, I mean, they're going to drain the clock even more. It's just going to be a run fest all day, and then hopefully they can get uh, Mark Andrews more involved. Bengals score points, man. It's hard to slow them down. Huntley was uh Huntley was playing today. We're practicing today, I should say. It's important. You said it, Ace. Another good matchup here on the slate. Let's jump into our final game of the wild card weekend. Monday, 8 p.m., the Dallas Cowboys at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a matchup that we've seen many, many times. The Dallas Cowboys are the favorite here at two and a half points. Their money line sitting at minus 136, and the over-under sitting at 45 and a half. The Bucs are 9-2 and two straight up in their last 11 games played in January. 2-12-1 against the spread in their last 15. The Cowboys are 2-13 against the spread in their last 15 in January. 10-2 straight up in their last 12 Monday night road games. Mackie, take it away. Final game of the wildcard weekend. Your Cowboys are the favorite here in Tampa. What do you think? Yeah, uh, uh, this is such a such a Dallas situation to be in. Um, I'll be biased. I, I, I do think we win this game, and I think the only reason you would take the Buccaneers in this situation is if you're going off uh, Tom Brady history. And... Um, I mean, granted, that that's a good thing to go off of. I'm not saying you're you're a dumb for it, but I I there's this there's another can... there's another point: Tom Brady history and the Dallas Cowboys history in the wild card round. There's so dude, I saw like five things. Ace, you liked it on Twitter. It was like five check marks to why Dallas will lose this game. Um, but I I do the odds odds all against them, backs up against the wall. Let's see what Dak Prescott can do. I really think we we can. Uh, Got out a win here. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers cannot run the football. They cannot get anything going offensively. If we can just do what we need to do in the first half of this game, obviously Tom Brady's never out of a football game, but if you can make this a two, two, three possession game, our defense is good enough to stop them and hold on to a lead. I, 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 I really think we win this game. I think we cover, and I think uh, against all odds, man, it's, this Cowboys team, let's, let's see what we can do. Um, I, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if we lose this game, but uh, I, I, I think we... I think we win. I think we uh, pull it out. I have two sides of this game. So part of me thinks uh, basically kind of like what you said, all the stereotypes where it's like oh, go against Cowboys in the first round, Tom Brady history in the playoffs, you know, home underdog, take Brady, take Brady, take Brady. And I want to lean on the box, but then I said a couple weeks ago, this game, if it did happen, and obviously we are looking at it right now with a three-point spread, this kind of reminds me of uh, last year when the Rams kind of had their way with that Bucks team and um, – I don't know. I, I think the Cowboys are able to get the job. Like, I see both sides of it. So, I definitely, this is going to be a game. I don't know if I'm going to have a pick on it. It's the only game on Monday, so I'm definitely going to probably have a play on it. Leaning spread, it's definitely tough And who's going to win this game. But, because uh, I can see both ways. I'm going to have to see where the money ends up going. Obviously, leaning up until Monday. Um, it's a tough spot. That's why they give you the three-point spread. And uh, last year, the 49ers went to Jerry's World and had a three, were a three-point underdog. I took the Niners and... Um, Obviously, that one worked out for me, but we'll have to see what happens this week and uh, in Tampa. Obviously, Monday Night Football, the lights are on, Cowboys, Bucks. Um, I could see both ways, Ace. I'm interested to see where you're going, but I kind of tend to know what you're leaning on. Yeah, I'm just going to say two words, Tom Brady. But, um, yeah, seeing him at plus in the playoffs, I, I you got to love to see that. I've made, I've made a living off of that, I feel like, in the past, um, ever since I've started really taking bets, I've ridden Tom Brady and his success. 
Um, plus, that that Bucks team has really been clicking as of late. It's about time you see that. Mike Evans is going to be a problem for them, especially going against Trayvon Diggs. That's a tough matchup if there ever was one for him. Um, and let's think about it. That that Dallas Cowboys defense, we've been uh, tooting that horn all year long. That's that's a great defense, but what do they get their success from? Pressure. And what does Tom Brady know how to deal with throughout his career is commanding the pocket and pre-play adjustment to beat pressure. So with a weaker secondary, I think that might be an issue for them. But Mackey's right. If they can't get that ground game going and they fall behind quick, then it's going to be a tough day. But the thing I really look at is the struggles of Dak Prescott lately. Um, he's looked actually awful as of late. And I think it's going to be a tough day to go running against that Tampa Bay defense. So when it comes down to it, I'm taking Brady over Prescott in the playoffs every time. And the fact that they're in Raymond James Stadium in Tampa Bay uh, really makes me lean them. I'm, I'm going to definitely put this on the card. You will see Bucks money line. I think Tom Brady gets it done some way, somehow. And I think there's a stat that said the last few years of Tom Brady doesn't win Super Bowl, win Super Bowl, doesn't win Super Bowl, win Super Bowl. So we're, we're, we're due for one here. And in a year where it's no clear-cut favorite and there's a lot of parity amongst the league, give me Tom Brady in the primetime Monday night. Huff, just uh, one thing. What did I say about six weeks ago when Dallas, when I said uh, we're going to see Dallas go into uh, Tampa Bay in the first round of the playoffs? Said spread. What did I say the spread was going to be at? We both said around two, two and a half points. And what do we have? Mackie, three. Mackie, two and a half. Once it's 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 terrible to be the five seed. You wish you could have grabbed that six seed somehow. No, I was saying, all, dude. I've been saying since it, it was set up. I was like, this is a recipe for disaster in Dallas. But um, you know, let's see what we can do. Backs up against the wall, Dak. You have so much hate on you right now. If if you want to be anything, now this is the game to win. Need some timely catches by his receivers instead of dropping it into the other team's hands. A lot of blame. Yeah, there, yeah, that that's that's a lot of it. He still hasn't been good though. Agreed, agreed. Give me Brady, riding the hot hand. He's feeling it. Mike Evans, locking that first touchdown score, Huff. That might be what I'm looking at for Monday night. Clowns, all you guys, clowns. Oh, Mackie, at the end of your take at the beginning with this Cowboys-Bucks game, it did not make me sound too confident in the hopes of the Cowboys this week. Even their fans are imploding. Dude, I'm being, I'm a Cow- being a Cowboys fan, how am I supposed to trust this team to win this football game? You know what's the scariest part is? It's like the the Bucks aren't even good, but Tom Brady gets into their head a week before, and they're like, oh, jeez. Dude, the Bucks comes. are such, such a bad football comes. team. Such Put a the bad six rings team. on the seven rings on the table. Come out and play another one to get one. Like, what are you going to do? Real quick, before we get out of here, that's obviously the last game of the wild card. I kind of want to get an official Super Bowl pick from everyone. Uh, not Look, again, not necessarily something you're taking or might be something you're taking once you hear the odds on it, but um, maybe like a value play and one that you actually think could happen. Maybe uh, who you think is coming out of the AFC, who you think is coming out of the NFC, that kind of deal. Um, so I'm just going to rip through some of the Super Bowl odds that I have for uh, outright Super Bowl champion. Kansas City Chiefs are the favorite at plus 330. Buffalo Bills plus 390. Philadelphia Eagles plus 500. San Francisco 49ers plus 500. Cincinnati Bengals plus 750. Dallas Cowboys plus 1300. Los Angeles Chargers plus 2100. Tampa Bay Bucks plus 2800. Vikings plus 3000. Ravens plus 5000. Jags 5000. Giants 5,500, Seahawks 8,500, and the Miami Dolphins rounding things out at plus 10,000. 
My uh, I guess okay. So my pick for my pick for the championship winner this year is going to be the Kansas City Chiefs. I think uh, Patrick Mahomes gets it done this year. Uh, he gets another ring on his finger. Just another add to his legacy that he's going to have. Um, close to Tom Brady's by the end of his career, in my opinion. But um, my value play, I can't believe that the New York Giants are sitting at plus fifty five hundred behind teams like the Jags. Like I, I, I think this team has incredible value at plus fifty five hundred. I think this team in a weak NFC uh, can find a way to come out of this, come out, come out of this conference, and then maybe get lucky in a Super Bowl. Um, we've seen crazier things happen, but yeah, that's my that's my uh, value play for the Super Bowl. I think the New York Giants plus fifty five hundred is a crazy number. Yeah, I, I know exactly who I'm going to say. I've been saying it all year. The San Francisco 49ers are my Super Bowl pick. Um, said it earlier on the pod, but lock that one is my Super Bowl pick. On the other hand, my value play is definitely the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, it's Tom Brady. How else do you count him out? And when's the last time you saw this much value on him with so much skill around them and getting a home game to start it off in a weekend of and inexperienced NFC? And once you get there, who knows what can happen. But to come out of the AFC... Um, I'm liking the Chiefs like Mackey. I mean, they're the team to beat, and all these other teams have a lot of question marks and inexperience. So, give me, give me either a Bucks uh, Chiefs or a Niners Chiefs rematch. I think we're gonna see a rematch in the Super Bowl this year. All right, all right. So here's mine. Obviously, my value play. I have the, I have the ticket. The Chargers. I have them with plus twenty two hundred. They're twenty one hundred here. If you buy in now, um, I like their playoff matchup this week against the Jags. And AC alluded to it. If they both win, I like their matchup in a divisional matchup against the Charge or against the Chiefs. But gotta don't want to look ahead. Gotta get to get or gotta get past Jacksonville first. Uh, that's gonna be my value play. And then uh, no one said it. I'm gonna take the Buffalo Bills. I think that I thought that sounded like obviously the Chiefs get the one seed, but I think the Bills are playing for something more. And I like their matchup as well. I think this is the year that they can get the job done against the Chiefs, um, or might not even have to play the Chiefs if things go out the way I wanted to, and maybe get a Chargers Bills AFC Championship up in Buffalo or neutral site wherever it's gonna be. But um, and then my Super Bowl matchup that I think we could get is uh, either Bills or Chargers against the 49ers. I think the 49ers come out of the NFC. I think that defense is able to get the uh, the job done throughout the midst of the playoffs and against teams like the Eagles and the Vikings, whoever they have to end up playing. Um, I like the 49ers come out of the NFC. But, Mackie, like you said, plus 5,500 on this Giants team, I definitely think that's worth a uh, little sprinkle. Um, maybe a – I don't know what, but 5,500, like you said, for – I think they could win this week, and then once you get in the divisional round, anything. Yeah, man, history repeats itself. All right, I'm going to throw a little pick in. I was kind of debating between the 49ers and the Bills because I think the 49ers might be able to make a stretch, but I think Bills are the call here. For a value pick, I think I got to go with the Bucks. I think if the Bucks get past the Cowboys, I think they that Tom Brady is going to be like, oh, I turned it on, I'm on, and he's just going to go. So I think we're going to see I a, can see that. Yeah, it's going to be a wild 20, playoff. 2,800 on him is insane. I think that's wild, but we're going to see like here. Mackie said, they can't the run the Bucks ball. are terrible. Even if they get past the Cowboys, they're not winning another game. They can't they're, run, they, they just they're just can't a run the terrible ball. football. Experience on the it's just other, a terrible football side. team. Sorry, Mackie. Let's we'll see. That's why they play the games. Give me Niners-Chiefs rematch and let Kyle Shanahan take home the Lombardi this year. Chargers, Chargers, Niners, Battle of California. That'd be sweet. Jay Herbo. Alrighty, I think that's just going to about do it here. 
for the Wild Card Weekend episode of Hit the Books. Be sure to check our, out our BetUS promotion that we're offering, 125% deposit match, as well as our Instagram giveaway for a jersey here for any of the uh, betting or Make sure to select your underdog that you think is going to win here this weekend in the Wild Card Weekend. Playoff brackets also, we're thinking about releasing those on Instagram, uh, one for each of us. So make, make sure to tune in for those as well as our picks each and every night. But that's all I got. You guys got anything else to add? Yeah, and uh, one thing about the giveaway, I don't know if we clarified this, but uh, one thing we can speak on here is that obviously there's a chance that multiple people uh, pick a winning underdog if two teams win. Like, say, I take the Giants and Mackie takes the uh, Jaguars and we both win. Uh, we do all the things, you know, that we put in the rules for the giveaway. Then those uh, the accounts that pick winning picks and do all the things necessary to enter the giveaway, they'll be entered into a uh, randomizer. Jesse, how would you want to say it? Yeah, that's a good way to put it. it picks a comment out of the post itself. It doesn't have much so, uh, entry on us. So, yeah, just a couple, couple things that go into it. Obviously, all the rules are pretty simple in the uh, post, but um, just wanted to clarify that if we do have any teams, to any two underdog teams or more that end up winning. So what would happen with all those people? Um, so, yeah, that's going to be it. Uh, obviously, like we said earlier on, NHL card's been rolling. NBA card got back going tonight for a 2-0 night on Monday. College basketball, we've been keep, keeping rolling too. So uh, we have four sports absolutely in mid to prime action right now. Obviously, the NFL playoffs getting kicked off this weekend. Uh, six games. Stay tuned for uh, the NFL playoff cards this week, um, as well as all the other nightly sports. That is going to do it for me this week. We will see you guys next week to recap this uh, wild card weekend and uh, the look ahead of the NFL playoffs. Um, it's going to do it for me. I'll see you guys next week. Yeah, just uh... – Looking forward to a good playoffs. Uh, obviously, it's it's good every year, but uh, should be a good one this year. Just picks will be announced. Uh, stay tuned. Yeah, definitely excited for this uh, final stretch here in the playoffs. It should be some great games, great matchups, and uh, all the other sports. Like they said, follow the giveaway. Hopefully, you win. Good luck, and uh, follow our weekly weekly cards. You know, we got the NHL, NBA, and NCAA basketball going going heavy. So, ready to roll, boys. And that's going to do it for us on this episode of Hit the Books. Thank you to everyone who tunes in each and every week. Without you, we wouldn't be able to do what we do here. So please, like, share, and subscribe wherever you can. And don't forget to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for our plays each and every night in the NHL, NFL, MLB, NBA, college basketball, and college football. Thank you again, and see you next week.